Earth. Fire. Air. Water. I guess you're gonna miss the panty raid. A lot of stuff has leaked lately. Um, there's about five minutes of footage from the first episode of Legend of Korra out on the internet. And actually, the whole episode might leak, but we'll get to that podcast later. Um, but first off, before we start talking about this new footage, um, does anyone want to tell our lovely listeners what's going on with AP or Avatar? They're still being oh. awesome. We have a big well, contest going. Contest? Yep. Yep. Uh, our Extreme Makeover AP Edition contest is still going on, and it will continue going on until March 26th. There are a few people going in, but if you want to help us, the option and the time is still available. Yeah, it's like three months or something, right? Yeah, so that means you have three months to design a completely new front page for the Avatar Portal website. Oh, wait, it's two months because it's March. Well, two months. We've got too much awesome on the set, and we need to know how to package it better. Yeah. I know somewhere it mentions that there are surprises to be won, but where did I saw that again? I heard maybe some DVDs or something. Yeah, it was about something about DVDs and even international shipping for the DVDs. Oh. I didn't remember speaking. I didn't remember speaking, hearing that if you're not, if you don't want the DVD prize or whatever else is given, that you can also be given like a, like a cash advance for for a relative amount to what you would be getting too, just in case you're a fan who already has it. In the end, if you're a real Avatar fan, you should already have those DVDs anyway. So. You'll probably end up going for the cash. I wish I could design. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, uh, I'm running the contest. Let's see what it all says about the contest. The deadline is March 26th. They've already noticed that. Oh, there's this. If you do enter the, the contest, make sure that you check out the information topic because there's some coding that you do need to use for the CSS templates. So well, make sure that you know what CSS is. Well, that template, it's actually optional. If they want to make their own, they're more than welcome to, but the CSS is there for people who aren't as versed in coding, but they still can do something and if they can switch the colors around or something, maybe they can make it look prettier than it is. I don't know. But, um, anyway, speaking of the leaks, the first one I myself saw was the opening leak, and I gotta say, when I first saw it, I almost cried. 
It was brilliant. Oh, man. Yeah. It was amazing. I don't even know why I was assuming they wouldn't make it so similar to, um, you know, Atlas opening. I didn't think they were going to go, you know, earth, fire, air, water again. I thought they were going to just do something different. But when I saw them just do it, you know, element by element, I was like, oh. It really gives you the feeling you are watching Avatar, not the, not the blue giant in the jungle kind of jumping around Avatar. You're watching the view Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. It's, it helps you get to a car. It's Green. kind of like a hearkening back to what we were used to, but it has such a twist. I mean, you can really see... Obviously, they use the older avatars instead of just random characters, yeah. but you can really see like the difference in the style and the animation just in that first clip. The twist. And... It's pretty nice to see what Aang looked like in the next, you know, 15, next 15 years or so when he gets a little chin hair. You get he to see him beard. airbending in the introduce. <laughs> he has a beard, what? He has a beard that looks like Mike's beard. <laughs> That's so. Yeah. That's what I think. Coincidence? Because I think not. Beards look, beards look awesome when you're bald. If you're bald, then beards are just inherently going to make you look better. That's how it works. It's like you just took the hair on your head and moved it down to your chin, though. Like, well, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I just wonder if this opening is going to be the same opening, like, for the whole show, or if it's just for the first episode. Yeah, because the series, the pot, or, well, the original episode of the series, the intro was like this longer extended thing, and then they like cut it down for the whole rest of the series. Mm-hmm. But well, actually, it does go into the background a bit, but I don't think it goes into it as extensively. That's true. Yeah, I think <laughs> anything. Oh, sorry, continue. If I'm not mistaken, the the first episode one intro was about a minute thirty as well, and every subsequent was a minute. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. Well, just to me, it's like, you know, with the opening for Avatar, the first series that eventually came to be as the main opening, you get to learn about Katara, Sok, and Aang in it. Whereas with this one, it's actually only about Aang's backstory. And to me, I just feel like that could get old after 12 episodes at least. Mm-hmm. I thought I it got old... I thought it got old after, you know, by the end of season three, and the intro is still, but Aang's not ready to save anyone. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, but it's just the intro, so. I think we've, we've already seen a lot of changes in the show. I think that something they might change as well. Like, they might do it, they might start doing it like Naruto. Like, every huge new chapter, they will start a new intro. That would be fitting, but I would be surprised if they did that, honestly. With the length of the intro, I'm almost tempted to say this isn't the first episode intro, but based on the content, that would still make more sense to me. Because I was honestly expecting the intro to the first episode being more like Avatar The Last Airbender, where they go slightly more in-depth to the setting and then put you into it. Well, mm-hmm. it's very likely that it's not going to be as long as the one for Atla, because 
most of the people watching Legend of Korra will have already watched the previous series and will have that background on, like, oh, this is what bending is. You don't have to go into that detail. They do have a lot of details to go into with the time skip. We already know the world, but they have a lot of explaining to do what happened in those 100 years that we need to know right from the start. I think it's actually but a it doesn't year. go into that. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, I actually think it's a 70-year time gap between the first show and Korra. Yep. A whole hundred. Yeah. Well, then again, they didn't go into that much detail in the first one either. Like, they told us what happened. Like, there was a war and the airbenders were killed, but they didn't tell us, like, every event that was made for inference. Yeah. Like, I'm sure a lot of the details that we do need to know aren't things that we're going to need to know at the beginning of the first episode, but Mm -hmm. are things that they're going to show us. Um, I'm hoping it'll be more of a, they'll show it through the narrative, and then we as as the viewers will be able to put the pieces together and figure it out if we saw the original series. Um, because mm-hmm. just a bunch of, like, I don't know, just flat, like, explaining the things that happened doesn't sound like something that they... That doesn't sound like how they'd approach, like, that kind of history, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm not expecting it in detail, but just to, you know, some way to prop the setting rather than, you know, the events leading up to it or, or why it has happened is something that I would see as fairly likely. Mm-hmm. I'm just impressed by the animation value of it. Like, yeah, because when you had the part in the first intro for the first show, it went water, fire, blah, blah, blah. You really couldn't see the characters that well, but in this intro, like, you can see the characters, the wrinkles in their clothes and everything. It's still dark to where you can't fully see their face, but it just looks so good. Yeah. And the animation is so crisp. Oh, yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. And as you said before, yeah, like before, you kind of had to watch a bit and, you know, look to carefully to see what they were being portrayed. But anyone that's watched the first show can automatically distinguish which avatar they're showing when they're portraying each element. Mm-hmm. Also, something that I've noticed when they're doing the, the first element is when you see Avatar Roku doing time bending, now... I'm I'm starting to be become a little older and my mind is starting to fail on me a lot. But <laughs> that's reflection of fire on Avatar Roku itself. Like his entire body lights up yeah. as he shoots the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember that too. Watching the intro, like, cause you know they're all like silhouettes. But yeah, when Roku does the fire bend, I'm pretty sure that like his body lights up and you can actually see him like. You know, being lit up by the fire, which was really cool detail. I'm looking at a still here from like seven seconds into the clip. He shoots this big uh, ball of fire, and you see, you see all the light coming off from the fire reflecting on Avatar Roku, and that really adds to the animation and overall effect of it. It really adds to the atmosphere as well. That this is not just a children's toy; you're actually playing with fire. It's kind of feeling that it gives for it. Yeah, and that was reflected in the first series, too. I think that's actually going to be a bigger part of this series, not only because yeah. we have, like, 
so many more things are metal, but because Korra, as far as we can tell, likes fire a lot. That's true. I noticed noticed in that training clip we're about to talk about, actually, when Korra was firebending at the training guys or whatever, you could see, like, heat waves coming off her fireballs. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They put such a level of detail into this that I think was missing in the first one. Not not to say that they disregarded detail, but in this, like, almost everything is done. It, it's pretty incredible, really. Saying, honestly, the animation for Avatar The Last Airbender was superb. Saying mm-hmm. it was far better than it was for most television shows, you know, be, you know, American in anim- anime cartoons or anime, it was superior than most. But yeah. the level of animation in Korra is, say, it's it's something you'd almost suspect from like a, like a theatrical animated release. It is so good. Yeah. It surprises yeah. me to see it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and this is this, uh, I was just gonna say like this uh, detail that I that I've been observing while watching animation. I didn't really think about it until I saw the show like in motion is um, coming from, like, a, I guess, a design standpoint. Like, Korra's character design, her face, she has three independent pieces of hair that need to be animated anytime she's moving. And so seeing that in motion, I'm thinking, oh, they, like, specifically designed her face in such a way that it would be tricky to animate. Like, did they do that just to, like, do it? Just to be able to have, like, all this animation going on anytime she does anything? Or... And it's, like, almost like looking at Don Bluth. Yeah. I made a Tumblr post about that, actually. Like, her hair is so dynamic. It's fun to watch, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It, like, like flies everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. (laughs) No. But, I mean, like, by comparison (laughs) to Aang, like, Aang was bald, so he didn't have any hair, which inherently would make his face easier to animate. But, like... She, Korra has more ridiculous hair than any of the main characters of the original series, and I probably wonders if, like, no. oh yeah, she definitely has what the animators would call a lot of pencil knowledge to her drawing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The training again, just to see the animation. It's pretty. I've actually never noticed it, but that looks amazing. Oh, yeah. it's going to be really fun to watch, even if the plot isn't as good as The Last Airbender. Not the movie. The show. <laughs> the, another yeah. thing um, with the visuals that I've noticed while I've been watching some of the clips is that there seems to be a bigger focus on uh, on actually shifting around or animating, I guess not animating, but moving around the backgrounds, like parts of the backgrounds, to create this sense of 3D space that they didn't really do that much in the original series, that a lot of cartoons just don't really do in general. But, like, even that element of it, like, feels... It lends more to that feeling of it being, like, a like a theatrical release, because it's usually that kind of attention to 3D space when you're using 2D um, objects or environments. It's usually something that I only see in, like, theatrical stuff. Oh, yes. Really that is one of the two things that also kind of got me about that. 
the fact that it's done, and two, just the attention to the background. Like, in a theatrical animated release, the backgrounds are often really well painted, you know, they're extremely well detailed as well, too. And I've noticed this, I'm like, every time I see a background legend of Korra, I'm like, this could be framed and put in a museum, practically. This is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is type of stuff, like, you know, if I, like, freeze-framed when watching the Disney movie Pinocchio, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm looking at right now. I guess my only big question remaining about the opening is the title card that appears after that clip, because actually, when the leaker uploaded the opening, he left just a tiny bit of the episode attached to it. And there we see that season one's going to be called Book of Air. And to me, I I don't know how they're going to go about naming the other seasons, because there's going to be at least more than one. At least one more, yeah. yeah. Because she has Earth Master, she has Water Master, she has all that Master. So what, is it going to be Book of Metal? what, What do you think? You know, I'm almost tempted to say they're not going to be named after elements if she becomes a fully, a fully realized avatar after mastering air. Saying, it's like saying that there didn't need to be an air and avatar to last airbender because we mastered it. Like, why, unless that's not the reason or standard to why they chose to do it the way they did, I would think that they wouldn't go the same route for that exact same reason. But I really don't know. For all I know, maybe um, book air is just how they call the entire series rather than refer to the season. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that one of them was going to be called Spirit. Um, we've seen in one of the leaked clips that she has problems dealing with the spiritual side of bending, and whereas Aang didn't, that's something that she's really going to have to learn. If we're naming the seasons after things that they have to learn, I don't think that that's too big of a step. Yeah, me neither. Or it could be energy, because of what the lion turtle said in the finale, and also the uh, Avatar Bible that I read online on some... wasn't 4chan, but it's kind of like 4chan. It said that the uh, ability to take away someone's bending was actually an ability only the Avatar can have, and they had that plan since season one. So I wonder if there comes a point where Korra has to learn that. Mm. Perhaps. I don't think that she's going to get to that point. Um, and I think that that's going to be more of an issue in this time period, especially since the antagonists are trying to take away people's funding. In a sense, rather. Right. Point. say that is a good point, because right now, the slated antagonist, granted, may not be the antagonist for the entire length of the show, mm-hmm. is someone who is, who is at least against bending. I guess it's not necessarily proven that he is not a bender himself. It could very well be, he could very well be being ironic, but the yeah. point, the point is that, you know, that doesn't seem like the necessary scale to stop what appears to be the impending conflict as of what we know now before the show started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but also the problem is if you're going to use energy bending as the magical plot acorn, it's going to be just that. It's going to be the magical plot acorn. It's already been used 
and original series. I really don't see them being that repetitive about it and using it again to show off. Instead, they just use a rock. I was about to say, like, if they do use it, oh yeah, I'm certainly hope. I certainly hope to all that they don't use it the same way they did. Yeah, I mean, if it comes back and they take and they they take away the bending of one or two, uh, maybe some less important characters. I would be fine with that, because I would like to see it coming back. But they they left it rather out in the opening. I, you know, suddenly in the last couple of episodes, we learned about energy bending, and there was actually a pretty cool skill that only Avatar had, you know? It's, it's I know what you mean. For, for them to leave it open, but... For something that was, you know, supposedly planned from season one, I would have liked a little bit more foreshadowing towards existence before the finale. But wait, mm-hmm. if it's only avatars, why, like, how would Korra learn of it, besides just legend? I mean, Aang had the lion turtle, but there's no assurance that Korra's no. gonna find the lion turtle again, or anything like that. Talk to Aang. Touche. Book three, yeah. lion turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that, in search of the lion turtle. The part of learning energy bending can come back to the part where she's having uh, problems with mastering the spirit side spiritual side of bending. As long as she doesn't master the spiritual side, she cannot, she definitely cannot master the energy side of the bending either. Why? Two things go hand in hand. Well, they did make it seem like energy bending was completely complacent on, you know, being able to go into someone's spirit and remove the bending, or at least that's how I kind of got the feel for it when the lion turtles was kind of talking to Hang about it. So, I would imagine that, you know, that's not something Korra would be able to do unless she has mastered the spiritual side of bending and being the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except, I mean, yeah, she needs to master the spiritual side first, yeah. 